All right, social media family. Thank you for joining us once again. We are on lesson two in the Christian philosophy series. Christian philosophy. Now, the subtitle for tonight's lesson is, Why Should I Care About Philosophy? Why Should I Care? So now last week we talked about what philosophy is. So who can give us a recap of what philosophy is, that word philosophy, what does it mean? Your belief system and the lens you look at life through. Your way of thinking. All right. Your way of thinking, your lens. This is good. So obviously, having a good filter is key to any piece of equipment functioning well. Right? So just think about the word filter. We have water filters. We have air filters in our cars, in our homes, apartments. So when these filters are not working properly, what happens? They plug up. Stuff stops flowing. <clears throat> right. Contamination. Stuff just, it breaks down. Right. Because if it's not cleaned, like in the case of, a, you know, in the car, air filter is jacked up, what's going to happen? Just quit running. Or your fuel filter do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, you know, it's forcing other parts of the, the the car to overcompensate, and it's just putting extra strain on the vehicle, right? So, if an air filter inside a car can do that, how much more is it damaging for us to have a distorted or dirty filter as believers? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is why we, you know, we talk about how important renewing the mind is. You know, when when Paul said what he said in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it is, you know, it is so imperative. And, you know, like we talked about last week, you know, as we progress in time, getting closer to Christ's return, the the darkness is going to get darker. But on the flip side of that, what's going to happen? The light is shining brighter, right? So we we want to stay on the right side of that, right? And it comes through what the power of the Holy Spirit and renewing our minds in the Word. <coughs> now, just reading a couple a couple points on our outline. Everyone has a philosophy, all right, whether they acknowledge it or not. And all philosophies produce fruit. And I want to speak to that. Right? You ever heard somebody say, you know what? I don't need that God stuff. It's just a crutch. I'm a, I'm a man of, of my own making. I'm a woman of my own making. Nobody is telling me what to do. My answer to them is I need two crutches. <laughs> I had a guy tell me that one time. I said, only one? I said, I need two crutches. Yeah, he's a crutch for me, all right. <laughs> the thing about it is, though, it, it's a deception. Because at the end of the day, you know, us as human beings, we are, we are wired to follow. Mm-hmm. We are going to emulate someone or something. Just the question is, who are you following? Who are you being influenced by? Right. So the person that says, 
I don't need that God stuff. They may not need that God stuff, but they, they need something. And who are they getting their information from? We're right. raised to, we're, we're, we're not raised to, we're born, we're born to relate a relationship. We're born to relate to something and either we're going to grow up in a nice loving home and be loving or grow up doing drugs or grow up believing this or believing something. So it's true. We all have a belief system. Okay. All right. Now I want, there's a couple of scriptures I want us to go to. All right. Um, Acts 17 first. Acts 17. See, and Sue did a little bit of this, what Paul was talking about, in a sense. And we're going to see it. Acts 17. Now, I'm, I'm going to read a, a good chunk of this. All right. Starting at verse 16. And I'm going to go down to verse 26. All right. 16. And I'll come from the... I come from the New Living Translation. Right. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was deeply troubled by all the idols he saw everywhere in the city. He went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles. And he spoke daily in the public square to all who happened to be there. He also had a debate with some of the Epicurean and Stoic <clears throat> philosophers when he told them about Jesus and his resurrection, they said, what's this babbler trying to say with these strange ideas he's picked up? Others said, he seemed to be preaching about some foreign gods. Then they took him to the high council to, of the city. Come tell us about this new teaching, they said. You are saying some rather strange things. And we want to know what's it all about. It should be explained that all the Athenians, as well as the foreigners in Athens, seem to spend all their time discussing the latest ideas. So Paul, standing before the council, addressed them as followers, as, as fellows, as follows, I'm sorry. Men of Athens, I noticed that you are very religious in every way. For as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines. And one of the altars had this inscription on it, to an unknown God. This God whom you worship without knowing is the one I'm telling you about. He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples. And human hands can't serve his needs. For he has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything. And he satisfies every need. From one man, he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall. And he determined their boundaries. Okay. Now, there's a lot here. right? So we see Paul <laughs> in, in Athens. So he's in like the, the city. A city is a human settlement of notable size. It can be defined as a permanent and densely settled place with administratively defined boundaries whose members work primarily on non-agricultural tasks. Do you want me to keep reading? No, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, Sue chimed in and told us what a city is. 
right? So if that's what a city is, how advantageous would it be for Paul to be in a, in a position to preach the gospel, right? Because again, these, these folks here, there's you know an openness to ideas, right? But you see how they responded when they first heard it. What's this babbler trying mm. to say? Now, how many of you have gotten a response like that <clears throat> when you try to witness to somebody? <clears throat> but you see the, the difference in responses. You had some that said, you know, what's this babbler trying to say? The other, other, the, another group says he seems to be preaching about foreign gods, but then there's others who kind of their ears are a little open, right? So what is happening? Paul is taking this opportunity to share the gospel, right? <laughs> so when we talk about the different philosophies and ideologies that are in the world. What is the one remedy for the holes that are in these philosophies? Jesus. There you go, simple answer. Yeah. Ain't deep. <clears throat> it's Jesus. Right. Now, I want to read some background here from the study guide, all right? Because he mentioned talking to the Epicureans and the Stoics, all right? Two, two, two different groups of, of thought, schools of thought, okay? And when I give these, ex these explanations <coughs> of what the Epicureans believed, right? These points from the outline, I want you to think, do you know anyone or any culture or any group of people that is sharing this philosophy today. Okay. Okay. So the Epicureans, they derived their teaching from the philosopher Epicurus, who founded a school in Athens, Greece, around 300 BC. All right. Epicurus taught that the world is a random combination of atoms and that pleasure is the highest good. Okay. Sound familiar? That's where they used to have the temple prostitutes and stuff, I'm guessing, if they had that philosophy. His followers soon devolved into a materialistic group and a lot like the materialistic and pleasure-seeking society that the modern ph philosophy of evolution is giving rise to. You see it? No. Okay. I didn't realize the evolution people felt that way. Well... Now that's they act that way, but I didn't. <laughs> now see how you hold it, right? Because that, that that's a good question, right? So, because if you believe that the world is a random comb condom combination of atoms, everything started from a big bang. How how much is that going to affect your worldview? You drink and be married for the more you die. Eat, drink, There's and no be married. That song, if that's all there is, my friend. 
this what you see in front of you. It's I mean, the, me and yeah, this what you see in front of you. No like purpose, no morals, no yeah. love. And if somebody dies, you just stand over the hole and say, "What was the point?" Yeah, the purpose. Yeah, it's like none. Right. I mean, because think about it. What is the what is the benefit or the the logic in morality? If I believe that everything is just a collection of particles anyway. There is none. For us, there is. For, for us, we have a clear conscience, which allows us to move into power. We're all looking for something. And I thought about it. I said, Mom can attest to this. Her ex-father-in-law passed away. My grandfather, my dad's side. He was in World War II, and he was long story short. He said there was no atheist in a hot soul. Mm -hmm. He used that term. He goes, they cried and forgot, and they were able to quote unquote believe, like we all believe something, but you know the purpose. You know, they are. All right. All right. God help me. <laughs> so, what I'm seeing now in the outline, you know, in in the text, <clears throat> Andrew is making the connection between evolution theory and the Epicurean philosophy, right? So now whether whether that is a just a, a correlation or an accurate evolution of the Epicurean philosophy, the reality is that if we look at Epicurus and we look at the fact that pleasure is seen as the highest good and there's no mention of god no mention of afterlife morality if this is the case then it's going to create a certain lens a certain it, it came back in the system. 60s if it feels good do it i mean that was that's what the, what they were thinking back then okay so if it feels good do it if it feels good to shoot my neighbor's dog. They used to have bumper stickers that said that. If it feels good, do it. If it feels good, do that. Who are you to judge me? Yeah. If it feels good to rob that liquor store and slap that old lady on the sidewalk, who are you to judge me? Anarchy. I'm a Christian guy with a gun. <laughs> I'll fix you right up. <laughs> okay. Beating an old lady up. <laughs> All right. Now, on that on that outline, there's another portion to Epicurus's philosophy that that's identified. It says Epicurus's philosophy was to avoid pain at all costs. Now. On the surface, it's like, oh, it kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. But think about it. If that was your mindset, then as a woman, wouldn't you just get your tubes tied and never have children? Because Even if somebody dies in the family and, and that kind of pain, how do you avoid that? You know? Well, think about that. Now, see, I, I said what I said about the about pregnancy for a reason, mm -hmm. right? And childbearing, avoid pain. So, say you know I'm nineteen, I'm in school, 
I'm a you know female and I go a little too far with this dude I'm with get pregnant. The 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 way out of that is to do what? Abortion. Eliminate that child. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now, some will say that is the smart thing to do. But is it really? And, and see, dialogues like this, because see, there, there's even a, and I want people to, to kind of give me some feedback here, because there's a group of, even in the midst of Christian circles, they would have different ideas about what should happen in that situation. Mm. Right? Some groups would say, you know what? That girl messed up. She need to make her, she made her bed. She better lie in it. She will, she needs to drop out of college and just devote 100% of her time to that child. Forget about college. <clears throat> now, there's another camp that more group of believers that may look at that situation and say, you know what? Okay. Yeah. She 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 missed the mark. But is our God too is limited in the, that he can give this 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 woman the wisdom to yeah. carry this child, deliver this child, and finish her degree? Yeah. Of course. Right. And scripturally, if God knew you before you were formed in the womb, what right does anybody have to take that life away? Yeah. Especially today when you got people that will pay for children. They want children desperately. It's true. Like when I thought about avoiding pain at all costs, that would mean nobody would be willing to lay their life down anymore. Like if someone was going to get hit by a car or something and there's no bravery, there's no heroism anymore of, you know, throwing your life on the line to love somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I got, it's funny worth saying this, I got to think about it, so I don't know exactly the name, it was, it was a Christian um, animated, like, um, like children's, but to me, sorry, fake like a child, you know, some of the stuff it can minister to, you know, adults too, but yeah. it was a Christian animated, like, children's, like, show, and I was watching it. It was about Easter, actually, and about Jesus dying. And the character in it was arguing with an angel. The angel was talking to them. And anyways, she ended up presenting to this character what Jesus did and him coming. And he wanted to destroy this church for his business or whatever. And at the end of it, she showed what life would be like without was the hope of Easter without Jesus. And at the end, there was this orphan. She was selling roses before, but she's on the street. And she's like, would you like to buy a pencil? And he's like, I thought you sold roses. And she's like, the angel's like, well, without without Jesus doing what he did, there's no, you know, purpose. And she didn't even have a home. There was no orphanage because there was no purpose. Starting the orphanage, she was on the street. All this stuff. Oh, it was a police officer where he would, like, was really brave. He's kind of, this was a kid's thing, but he was really sweet. And someone had stole something. And then the police officer, the, the robber was like, I stole. What are you going to do about it? The police officer's like, nothing, nothing at all. And then he was like, you know, the main girl's like, like, shocked. And he was like, you know, because Jesus didn't do what he did, there's no 
there's no inspiration to later life on the line. So even law enforcement wasn't where it needed to be. So it's just like, you know, no purpose, you know, when God is not involved in it. My dad was a World War II Marine, and he had a book, like a yearbook, called The Old Breed. And it had a lot of the people that got awards during World War II. And I got reading it when I was a kid. You can't believe how many of them were either in a foxhole or a gang of guys were close together. A grenade would roll in, and somebody would jump on top of it and save everybody else's life. I mean, there were just hundreds of them. And it was amazing when I, when I read that, and I thought, man, that's the ultimate thing, you know, yeah, to, to, to yeah. give your life for the guys around you. No greater love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see if that one exists. Yeah. That's what Jesus said, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we see the Epicurean philosophy just in a nutshell. Right? Now, before I go to the Stoics, I want to do something. Let's go to Proverbs 6. Proverbs 6. Right. So we're talking again about Christian philosophy. Right. Why should I have one? What is it? Now, this, this section of Proverbs, this six things that the Lord hates is identified as abomination. Seven of them are abominations. Okay. All right. We look at that word abomination. It means something disgusting, morally disgusting. All right, so, and I wanted, and we're going to go through each of these. And we're going to talk about what is, what you see the Christian response being, what's the world's response. And how do we how do we promote a God's view of this without now I won't say anything else. I'm just gonna read it. Okay. All right. So verse 16 says, These six things do if the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. All right, I'm going to switch over to the New Living Translation. It says, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill, innocent, kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pulls out lies, a person who sows discord in a family. Okay. Now, I'm going to read this in the Amplifier. 17 says, a proud look. This is one of the abominations. The attitude that makes one overestimate oneself and discount others. Now, this one. Do you see a difference between the culture view of what a proud look is and what God is saying here. Because remember, Isaiah said there will be a time when evil is called good and mm-hmm. good is called evil. Right? <clears throat> so I'm looking at this, the attitude that makes one overestimate oneself and to dis- discount others. 
So I'm wondering, can you see this in some of the, even some of the self-help stuff that's out there, um, just the, the culture of materialism, the Instagram world. Right. I know you can see it just in, in various parts of social media. I say Instagram because that's probably that's one of the most oh, yeah. popular ones. It's all about ones. me and <coughs> my physical physique. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yes. Oh, you know how much how much how, how much money I have. All this type of stuff. Right. But in today's that's rewarded in today's culture. It is. You can get a um, TV show. Yeah, <laughs> that's encouraged. If you do that, you know, overestimate yourself. Other than so, you allowed to make lots of money because that's what that's what sells. You know, it does. And, and the culture that we live in now, it sells and it sells, and you can get TV so shows well. and stuff like that. But since I've been born, this world is is a different world, completely, totally, absolutely different. I mean, in the last. I'm almost 80, so since I've been born, the world has changed, like, unbelievably. I can remember you couldn't walk past somebody without somebody saying hello, or if yeah. you're walking down the street and there was a car coming down there, they'd stop and ask you if you need a ride, and there was always people out putting themselves out to help now. Uh-uh. There's nothing out there like that. Yeah. And when it does happen, it's so rare, you talk about it a lot. Man, I can't believe I met this nice guy and he helped me do this or that or the other thing. Why did you do that? <laughs> what compelled you to do when that? When a guy gets a door for you or holds a chair for you, I mean, that's rare. I take my blame as a woman because we were like, I don't want you to do that. But when they do, it's just amazing and wonderful. Like, oh, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, you know, something like that, as small as it is. It's so wonderful. People have been cussed out for that. Yeah. Like, Oh, you think I can't hold my own, hold my own door? You know, just, and it's like, yo, I'm just trying to be courteous here. What's the problem? The kids at like my job that will come in, like I've been there almost a year. So I've like trained a lot and like, it's a lot of teenagers work at grocery store, right? Um, you know, Eric, I know you know what I mean. So, and the thing is like the most, I mean, even if they're nice and respectful in like a general sense, but. You know, when you get that one that'll come in, I remember this one teenage boy came in, tall as can be. I mean, he was like a sycamore, he was tall. But, I mean, he was so sweet. I mean, he just like, yes, ma'am, thank you, ma'am, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, those kids stick out. Wow. I go, like, <laughs> I told the management too, like, how do you do? I'm like, he's so respectful. You know, like that, you know? Right. And it's funny, like, just, just like I made reference to that verse where it says, the light is going to get lighter. Yes. In the dark is going to get darker. Yes, right? because the more the more darkness there is, the greater light stands out when it comes in the room. Yeah. Uh, the thing you, that that uh, surprises me, I guess, is how much or how confused the church seems to be about why things have changed so much over the decades recently, and particularly in these last ten years or so. It's like we've turned our back on the Lord completely in so many spheres of our national life and our church life. It's, it just seems like a no-brainer. He says that this is what it's going to look like if we don't 
if we don't walk with him, if we don't commit ourselves to him. <clears throat> and yet I'm finding, you know, in the, even in the church community, everybody's confused and, and, and amazed that it's so bad. And it's like, well, what did you expect? He's told us how to live and he said he'll do it in us. And this is what it looks like without him, plain and simple. All right, let's look at this next one. A lying tongue. A lying tongue. Now, this one. Hmm. If I if I look at this list, this may be the the, the one on the list that still has a level of disdain attached to it, just culturally. Right. A lying tongue. Mm, but it's so much situational ethics. People only get upset about the lying tongue if they're the injured party. Mm -hmm. In a lot of cases. That's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then they're all into being honest. <laughs> Honesty, I think, is more, you know, it's an open relationship versus lying. I've had people in my life tell me that they were drawn to me for my honesty. And I thought I'm some big person. I've lied. We've all lied. But I go, I think it's it's a closeness, you know, instead of like, you know, lying, you hide, you know. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying, you know, honesty, you know, you're open. You know, I was working with a guy and he had cashed a check and the girl gave him $20 too much. And he was running around bragging about it. I said, man, go back there and give that 20 back. I said, they're liable to take it away from that poor girl. He said, no, no, it's right. That's what she did. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. If she shorted you 20, would you go back then? Oh, yeah, you better believe I'd go back. And I said, do you see that you're a hypocrite? And he, he couldn't say it. He just thought it, that was right both ways. Well, talk about philosophy. There you go. That's it. That's yeah. a philosophy, all right. Yeah. It's situational ethics, isn't that what they call it? Yeah. If they took it from him, he'd get it back. If he, they give him too much, that's their problem. Hmm. Okay. Man, should I pride on this one? I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. All right. <laughs> because this next one is 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 um hot enough for a topic. Oh, okay. Enhance that shed innocent <clears throat> blood. We could go on and on, Julius, couldn't we? Yeah. This I mean, the culture seems to embrace that. They, people will, you know, no blow, whoever they, whatever social media about that, they feel like, you know, blood have been shed innocent, especially if it's a child. Oh, abortion, that's, that, that covers it right there. Yeah, it does cover that. <clears throat> but, you know, that's just different, like, they've done it. Watched, and then if yeah. people um they feel like that person is getting off or they feel like even if the person gets sentenced where well, that wasn't that wasn't enough you know they should have got this they should have got that and in some cases they may be right you know but the thing is so we're not the judge yeah we're not the judge but they tend to be very very vocal about you know shedding some blood with somebody's dying to sentence 
you know, I've watched a um, one time, and I don't usually tune into stuff if I don't agree with certain opinions of something or broadcast, but a show, I will say that, or everybody's going to know what I'm talking about, but primarily hosted by women who have ungodly ideas, I'll say it that way. And they were hosting somebody who believed abortion was right, and they all think it's right. And I was just, I happened to see on my Facebook or YouTube pop up, and I just wanted to watch a few minutes of it. And the woman being interviewed was like, and I believe, and of course, women's right, and I'm pro-choice or whatever. And all the women in the audience, like, erupted and like, yay, woohoo, they're clapping and whistling or whatever. I'm thinking, okay, do you have to be that excited about it? And I thought to myself, I go, even if, and I totally, absolutely, and I know we do not here believe abortion is right, it is completely, absolutely wrong, it is against God, he doesn't want anybody dying, you know, at all, he wants us all to live, but I go, even if, you know, I hypothetically believed it was okay for whatever situations, I don't think I'd applaud it, you know, I mean, you know, like, be that yeah, excited, that like, it would be like, even if, like I said, if, you know, being, you know, recorded here, that I hypothetically believed it, I'd be like, but you know, I'm sorry that woman felt like she had to make that choice for finances or she, God help her if she was raped, whatever, you know. But I would be like, you know, I would be like, yay, I'm so liberated. I'm like, you're liberated to murder your child and you're excited about that. And it's just like, I had to take my phone and put it to the side or else I'm going to it, you know. So I was just like, mm-hmm. thank you. People that go through that go through terrible times. Yeah. I knew some people that had abortions and when they would talk one-on-one mm-hmm. and you say to them, you, you wonder what the baby would look like? Oh, yeah. Did you wonder now that he, he'd be five years old, where, what he'd be doing? Does that ever enter your mind? And if they're honest with you, they'll say, all the time. Yeah. And, th- like, the women are almost as much a victim as the baby because they go through an awful lot at the yeah, end. So thank, God for, thank God that you can repent of it and uh, it be washed away, but still. Yeah. The women go through hard times. Yeah, it is. true. Now, all right. I'm going to throw this out there. We talking about having a Christian philosophy, mm-hmm. right? Um, is it, isn't it or is it not true that you can't legislate morality? No, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't. If, if, if the laws are, are, are strict and they, you know you're going to jail if you do something, that, that's, that's a big deterrent. You still can't legislate. Still people still well, the, legis- the legislation is the punishment. In other words, back when we used to have capital punishment and they, they arrested everybody, it was crime was much lower than it is today. Well, see, then he said, but can you legislate? It may be lower, but it's not going to stop it. No, 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 you're not going to stop it, but it, it, it can help. It can help. Yeah. I reduce mean, reduce. People still going to be, regardless, somebody's going to try to find a way to get around it or get think they can get away with it. Oh, there's no doubt, but you're going to have a lot of people that because of the because of the result of doing that, what what could happen to them, they won't do it. You take that part away, and they're more likely to. And trust me, I used to hang around with a bunch of thieves <coughs> and hoodlums. I know. I mean, and there's certain. I mean, I know there was they do certain crimes, and they say, no, no, we can't go to that town. They got that sheriff Joe over there, man, and that man he takes you and beats you half to death. So they wouldn't go. I mean, these were these were tough guys, you know. You're dealing with a different generation now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it can only go but so far. I mean, yes, it would. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying, I'm not saying he said it will stop. Yeah, it will. You know, 
when it's something. not there to have a heart behind it, it'll it make it go so much further. I, I was in Camden, New Jersey one time, a buddy of mine, black guy, and he used to wear a do-rag. And when we hit Camden, he took his do-rag off. I said, what are you taking your rag off for? And he said, you kidding? Jersey Joe Walcott is a cop here. And if he sees us with a do-rag, he'll slap me silly. <laughs> he, he took it off and stuck it in his pocket. He wouldn't wear it in Camden. So once again, you're talking about a totally different Yeah, you're talking, you're talking 50, I mean, back 50 then, 60 years I ago. with you, but now? Yeah, it's not that way. Like, I don't care who Joe so is. Well, he, he was a heavyweight champ of the world. He came out, yeah, I ain't scared of that. And he became a cop. Yeah, I ain't scared of that. Hey, I yeah. wish he would try to take my new rag off. Well, let me let me jump in. See, You see how I did that, right? And you see what, what type of dialogue is being spurred here, right? So again, this is why, you know, being in tune with the Holy Spirit and not just culture, because I can look at the scripture through a cultural lens. All right, go ahead, Kevin. I was just going to say, I mean, your question, you mean legislate, I guess you mean applying the law and you apply the law and get positive results or get the results <clears throat> contrary or opposite to what it's saying in Proverbs 6. I mean, it's kind of already been established that law, I mean, it wasn't really made for a righteous man, but for lawless disobedience, sinners, and all that. But it's also been established that the law is not going to bring about righteousness. So really, the answer is the law doesn't work. It works just to a point or to an extent, yeah. But it's yeah. not gonna. It's just gonna be cases here and there where it actually works, but ultimately it needs to be that heart change and that transformation to take place to bring about one through seven mm. to be successful. Okay. Um, you know, when I, I look at, you know, I was looking at reading it. I mean, it lists seven. It says six, God, eight, and seven. I always look at that like seven was the ultimate, like, I guess the abomination. Because in number seven, sowing discord amongst the brethren. Break, basically, that's breaking down the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And break down the body of Christ that's breaking down the ultimate weapon that we have against this world you know dividing the body where you know with two agree on earth touching anything asked and shall be you know Jesus tells us so it's like and and really how things have transpired I think Mary mentioned and Jean mentioned it's probably because of the breaking, the division that's in the body of Christ, how these things were able to transpire. Mm. And number seven, mm -hmm. to me, I mean, how I always read it, I read it that number seven is the abomination. He hates six, but he really hates seven. Uh, seven is going to cause all six of them to transpire with no power because the church is going to lack 
the power to be effective against those things. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's good. That's real good. And my thought was with that morality thing, you know, where can you can you legislate morality? My thought was if you take away all law enforcement tonight at midnight, there's no laws and there's no cops. What what would happen? I, I mean, there'd be a lot of stuff that happened that wouldn't have happened if those people were still in place. That's what I meant by legislate. There's there is. There is a yeah. There is a, a resistance there. There's a, there's a place where you can slow people down from what their natural inclination is. You know, I thought about too while we were talking about this. Is I did a what they call a Judeo Christian like curriculum in my schooling and my all my schoolings. I was homeschooled, but anyway, like I did like the you know like government and stuff. And like the highlighted statement through the whole book that I did in the study was the cornerstones of America. You know, you know American government. The cornerstone of American government is the character of the American people. It would like bold print like every so many chapters or every chapter of that. And I go, it made a lot of sense. And they even quoted one of the forefathers in there. I can't remember which one, but it really stuck out to me is back like 150, 200 years ago, he had said this. He goes like, our laws, you know, was good, you know, to have, you know, it was good. But he goes like, they will never hold up completely like in a moral society. And he knew it back then, and it was more moral back then, but he, he saw ahead, and he goes like, mm -hmm. and it, it always made me think, I go, you know, we could have a law tomorrow, and what it made it, we talk about abortion right now, for instance, they've had what, they've overturned Roe versus Wade, I hope it spreads to every state, county, city, corner of America, but I go, you know, wouldn't it be more lovely to hold up so much better, you know, I mean, it's good to have that, but it's like, to have mothers go, like, I mean, what, 100 years ago? You wouldn't have had to have said, oh, you can't abort your baby. They, they gave their lives. I go, like, oh, to my mom. I go, I know she loved me. I go, if they had told her, well, you know, Mary, Miss Hazel, whatever, you would, you know, you're going to die if you have this baby. She'd be like, I'm going to have to risk it. You know, because I have my baby. You know, and I go, when mothers are like that and they care, and I go, to have that, you know, be the foundational thing. And then if some stupid person's out there that wants to break whatever law, <laughs> there's, there's the police and stuff. <laughs> Looking at what Kevin said, you know, number seven, right? And how how strong of a statement it is, all right? Because in the King James, it says, he that sowed discord among brethren, right? So Jesus called the body salt and light. So you can, you can really, you can even look at the... The body of believers as the the culture's spirit, the culture's immune system. So, if that immune system gets weaker, what's going to happen to the whole body? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's more susceptible to infection and disease, weakness, and eventually death. So, with the discord among brethren, it makes the, the stance or the, the resistance system of the culture weaker. Yeah. And, you know, Kevin, he, he hit a home run with that. Because that, that, that's what we see. That's a, that's a big one. The, when uh, we had meetings one time and there was a guy there that we had this young couple, this couple that came two or three times in a row and they were getting excited. And the, the time they came, this time that they came, this guy ran out on the front porch and was talking to him. 
they got offended, got in their car and left. And he came back in and was talking about what he shared with them. And I said, so you were out there sowing discord among your brother. Basically, he said he, said he was. And I said, get out. Leave now. Don't come back. Goodbye. I said, that's one of the worst things you can ever do. And uh, it was hard. But, uh, you, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't tolerate it. Now, we talk about philosophy, right? See, there's a reason why I'm, I'm I'm picking these 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 phrases. You can't legislate morality. It's it's important for the body, us, the body of believers, to have a to come to an understanding of what that how what that looks like. Because I'm I'm just gonna quote Proverbs 14 and 34. Righteousness exalted for nation, Amen. but sin is a reproach to any people. Right? So how does that jive with you can't legislate morality? Because in a sense, a law is not going to produce righteousness. But okay, but there has to be some sort of what? standard in place because the law was not made for righteous but for the unrighteous now there's a, there's there's a spiritual and a practical application of that right and the example that was given earlier was real good like what let's just say all law enforcement was banned and disbanded at midnight. And the laws were wiped off the books. So y'all some of y'all may have seen that movie The Purge. Yes. There'd be some purging going on. I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't want to see it. No, you probably don't. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. If you have it. That's all the commercials. I did see at least when it was on TV I saw some of it. Right. Like, oh my God. I saw the commercials. They had a couple of minutes every year to kill anybody they didn't like. But basically, it's just it, it. It talks about anarchy, anarchy. right? Anarchy, because uh, how do you have a a a society, a community, a body of people existing together if there is no moral compass in the people that are there? What's going to restrain them from doing as they will? Because if there's no moral compass on the inside, then basically they are just acting on animal instinct. And if you look at me a certain way and I don't really like it, why can't I just blow your head off? Right? So if you have people with that type of mindset in a community, what's going to deter deter them? It's the, the law, the external enforcement. Yeah, they're thinking, I do that, it's life. <laughs> right? Because, and even if, and see, this is why the time that we're in is so dangerous. Because a person with a, you know, a real, just a selfish, lust-filled, like, perception on life, if they were, if they had the desire to, to continue to fulfill their own lust, then fear of death is something that could deter them. 
But if you're talking about somebody who's hopeless and don't give a rip about nothing, <clears throat> then even the enforcement of the law, the, 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 the thought of death is not a deterrent. When I was a bodyguard for this rich lady, her son was coming over on the weekend one time and she said, we're going to have to call the carpenter after he leaves. I said, what for? She said, because he's going to break up the house. I said, well, I need to leave and go stay in the motel for the weekend, and then I'll come back. She said, why? I said, I can't stand here and, and, and watch your son break things up and tear things up. She said, but he'd been to psychiatrists, and they said he's, he's uncontrollable. And I looked at her, and I said, can I try to control him? She goes, sure. Well, he came. He was watching a basketball game, and somebody missed the basket, and he had a beer in his hand, and he picked it up to throw it through the TV set. I grabbed his hand, took the beer out of his wrist down, stood him up. I came up to his pocket. He was a big guy. And I said, if you're feeling froggy, now's the time, dude. He went in the kitchen. He mixed a big drink, got in his car and left. And I thought, man, I'm fired. She looked at me. And she said, you're my hero. Nobody's ever been able to do that. She goes, how did you do it? And I said, it's called fear. It works every time. <laughs> but he, he was at, totally out of control. Psychiatrist said he was out of control. But as soon as somebody was there to say, if you do this, there's consequences. He wasn't going to do it. He didn't have the heart to do it. But again... And it just speaks to the, the, the fact that a person has to have a level of self-preservation in them to, to respond to that. Mm -hmm. But when you're dealing with somebody who just is who's who oh, just, a psycho who is hopeless, you can't even talk to them. Who's hopeless? Then that that type of discipline. Is not going to work, and it's just that was speaking to what you were saying earlier, yeah, right? That's what he was saying. Yeah. But now again, what did Jesus say was the one thing that never failed? Love, love, love right, mm -hmm. right. Now we may we may disagree on what how to apply that, right. but gee, you know, love is the answer. In different situations and different, you know, different people, that application of love is going to look different. Now, from a governmental perspective, you can't have law. You know, there has to be a, a particular standard for everybody to adhere to. Right? It can't be like tailored to everybody's um, idiosyncrasies. But see, just getting back to what Kevin's point was, I think that. This is what the, the enemy has played on this seventh day abomination, the discord among the brethren, the disharmony, right? And, and using cultural defects and philosophies to separate different parts of the body from each other. And righteousness has a way of stopping a lot of bad stuff. Uh, when I go to Florida, where my sister-in-law lives, there's, there's like strip clubs everywhere, and they're advertising XXX all over the place. When my wife and I go on vacation up in the Amish country, there's none of that. There, there's no, not even bad movies playing on the marquees. I mean, there's there, none of that stuff is there. It's a different culture, and it, 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 it permeates. It moves through the community, you know? So now the question I have is, how do how do we just as believers how do we get to a place where 
we can agree on enough philosophically, right? Just as far as, you know, governmental systems, the way things are run, how can we get to a place where we're in enough agreement to build up our build up the, the immune system of the culture, right? To truly be the salt. How do we do that? It's like it's love. And you said righteousness. And if you're constantly an ambassador for the Lord, it's going to spread. And if there's enough of you, it's going to spread through the whole body around you. There's still going to be some people that are flakes. But for the most part, it's going to have a restraining on it to, to the ones that want to do evil. Let's look at, all right. Well, are you talking, are you talking about getting uh, believers, getting along with other believers or? Yeah. Well, how do you, how do you, if the other believers that believe in abortion, how, how is that going to work? And we don't. And the other people, there's a large group that do. So how do you fix that? Because we're certainly not going to compromise where we're standing from, you know. Mm -hmm. what, what do you do in that sense? So I don't think we answered the question. I don't think we answered that question. No, he well, Gene did in the general sense. Yeah. Now, in a in a practical sense, though, that you know, it's it the Holy Spirit still has to lead and guide us, right? Because here's the problem. Well, he said love, but I, I wanted an example of like, well, how, how do you... Do well, that? love sometimes is just popping somebody on the head and putting handcuffs on them. I mean, to keep them away from the rest of the community. That, that, that can right. be a loving we're, act. We were, but I was specific. I said... Well, let's, yeah. About, if, if everybody... I, in the, right. The let me jump in. Let me, okay. go ahead. let me jump in. Go ahead. Let me jump in. All right. So let's say I have friend, friend Y. Friend Y is a, just a... What, what they would call a very strong right-wing conservative, you know. You can use my name. Christian. <laughs> All right. All right. He wears his MAGA hat to the grocery store. All that stuff, right? And then I, and then I have friend O. And he is a blue shirt wearing, liberal, um, social activist, like Christian, but believes in, you know, pro-choice. And his pronouns are right. 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 <laughs> he, him, pronouns. Right. Now, I know both of these, these guys. So if we're talking and I hear Brother Y talking about Brother O and there's just, you know, there's discord between the two because of there's there's certain stance on things, the philosophies. Now, if I attach myself to Brother Y in a way that excludes Brother O, even though he's a believer, then that's going to be the, the seed 
that the enemy needs to get Brother O to question his, his belief system altogether. See what I'm saying? I can disagree with Brother O on this perspective, on, on this issue, but still have a, a, a heart of love towards him. Still, you know, shoot pool with him. Still hit him up, say, you know, ask how your mama doing. How you doing? Eat sweet potato pie with him, right? I could still do that and disagree on on this this application of scripture, right? But see, this is what happens. We get so passionate about a particular stance, the enemy plays on that stuff, and we're fighting, arguing amongst each other, right? And then, you know, it, it, were, it usually wears a blue hat or a red hat in this nation. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. It's, it's the political machine. But the thing about it is, we, I think we, we miss the fact that Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. It supersedes all that stuff. Yeah. But he also said, I hate those that shed innocent blood. So somebody's arguing with you, you can say, you're not arguing with me, you're arguing with the Bible, with mm -hmm. Jesus, what he said, right. what the Holy Spirit said. But we can go, we, but we still, there's still, see, with that, that's, that's what the scripture says. That's what the scripture says. So this guy's saying he's a Christian. I said, well, look, this is what the master said. You either buy it or you don't, and I'm getting back. I'm, I'm back at all. But this is what we got to face in this nation, too, though, right? There are people who, in our history, would say that, but you see these men in, in pictures with the Ku Klux Klan in, in, in the background, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, and we got I, to face that. They voted They're quoting Trump scripture. The Ku Klux Klan. Uh, I had um, I was um, go ahead, Kevin. I um had a conversation with I can call him a friend. He's a missions pastor, a pretty large church, and. We were we had that conversation about you know the mending of the church you know getting the body of Christ uh, together as far as you know multicultural racial and that kind of thing in 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 a particular area in a region. He said, "Well, Kevin, there's two things that can't be talked about." He said, "Religion and politics." So religion, of course, meaning denomination and and, and different things that people might disagree with. Then politics being another disagreement, you know, different things what people wouldn't agree with. He said those two things, he said it could work, but they could never be part of the conversation. Because that's when those disagreements would come to pass. And, you know, I think you had you had hit on, I think, last year in one of our Bible studies about you know, when it's something about when it's a disagreement and you scripturally base it, and I can't think of the exact scripture now, but when you're in disagreement, you just back off and you just stop and don't proceed. Because, you know, when we talk about, you know, brothers, you know, talking to brothers, because there's a, there's a revelation that needs to take place First of all, to get born again, I mean, you can just read Jesus died for the sins of the whole world and not be born again. 
But then when you read it and it becomes real to you in your heart, mm -hmm. then you become born again. Or that's every scripture in the Bible. Whether you're talking about shedding innocent blood, whether you're talking about sowing discord amongst the brethren, you have to get that revelation and it become real to you and then it will manifest in your life and in your walk. And until that time, somebody could argue with you and it will get you may get upset and then you may never come to that realization because your emotions you don't have them in check because maybe you just haven't been discipled to that point or haven't renewed your mind to that point to get, get your emotions in check. So you may never come to the realization because somebody wants to argue you down trying to get a point across <laughs> a scripture that's in the Bible. And we know the Bible is true, mm -hmm. but it has to be revealed. It's not like other books. It has to be revealed from the inside out. Right. And you know what? I don't want to fellowship with someone who believes they have a right to kill another person. I don't, I mean, they're not my brother. If they say they're a Christian, but they think they have the right to murder an unborn baby, I, I draw the line right there and say, we don't, we can't have fellowship. You believe that murder is okay, and I don't, and God says it's, it's evil. So then I, I would. Well, how's that different from I the person fellowship. that doesn't believe that they're nephilia and you do? Well, that's different. That's that's Why? that's more philosophical because well, it, it doesn't involve taking an innocent life. Well, if you if you've been brainwashed into believing that it's just fetal tissue, that it's not a human being, that it's not innocent blood. See, I mean, you can you've got to go behind. Why does the person believe that? Because if in all their education and even in in their church or whatever, they were told that's not a human being. That's just a blob of tissue. They're not seeing that as innocent blood. Francis, so they're uh, not seeing that as... Francis Schaeffer predicted wow. this 40 years ago. He said, once abortion is becomes standardized, he said, then they'll start euthanasia. They'll start murdering older people. Because now, now that they've jumped over that, that murder of babies, they're going to go to the older people. And eventually it'll be, how much is your insurance willing to pay for you? Well, we're going to have to kill you because that's too much. You're not worth that I much. I think we have and a far we're heading right now. greater chance of winning people over if you stay in love and can you if you can fellowship that Jesus is the Son of God and He died and rose again for our sins. If you can agree on that, that's our starting point. But, but and right. anything else, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. Agree, and that, see, and that's what it's going right. to take. Because see, if I take that hard line stance for real, it, me, me as a as as a black Christian. I wouldn't. Even, I'm not even supposed to be sitting here. Real talk. Okay. Real talk because because of the association of Karis Bible College and Andrew Walmack Ministries and the right wing conservative establishment, yeah. right? And their association with what the complicit nature of, of, of the whole slavery, civil rights issue, all of that throughout the ages. Mm -hmm. Because you can look at that. And there were plenty of professing Christians that were complacent to the slave trade. Yeah. Bottom line. And they must have been brought up brainwashed because how could they do that? See, and that's and we can't that's our philosophy true. that was not brought that. up. Yeah, right. we can't, can't judge another time or era I mean, by the case because we're be like, what in the world? Like we'd rather chop off our arm than somehow do that, but so we, right. I mean, our brains, we can't even, 
like you couldn't pay us enough. Like you can't do enough. You can't pay us enough. You can't, there's nothing you can say, pay us to even comprehend. Like, what are you doing? We, we can't even think in that way for one microsecond. We're, we can't fathom that in our mind. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, we, we can't, you can't get us to figure it out. But you see why this, this topic is so important? Christian mm-hmm. philosophy, mm-hmm. the way you see the world, right? Because I like what Terry said. You know, it, it's it's one thing to be brought up in a certain system of thought of believing ever since you were a child. And scripture says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. Now, I heard a, a teaching recently about how the interpretation of that is a little is is not totally complete because the way you and just just hear me out right mm-hmm. train up a child in the way they should go and they, when they grow old they will not depart from it so if you model disregard for women disregard for life gluttony lust bigotry from one, two, three years old and up, what type of child, what type of mindset is that child going to have? You're saying Christians are doing that? No, I'm just a, oh, I'm okay. just saying it's just a general example. They'll be imitating you. Right. Right. So, do I look at that child because of their belief systems, the way they were brought up, do I look at them the same way I do the parent? No, because they're just um, they just an offspring of what they you know. So right. Look at the child look different. Right. Right. So according to that scripture you referenced, they can't depart from it. According to that scripture reference that you use, they can't depart from it. What they need is something supernatural to occur in order to depart from it. And that would be that change of heart, Mm. that new born-again experience and that born-again spirit where old things will completely pass away and all things have become new. And this is why it takes the Holy Spirit to break these cultural strongholds. Because when he grows older, he will not depart from it. The The brain doesn't become more flexible when it gets older. It gets more rigid. Mm-hmm. So if your, your belief systems, they are going to solidify and become stronger and more fortified as you get older. Mm-hmm. So to be so for those strongholds for on, on, uh, in each of our lives, individually and culturally, you need the Holy Ghost to cast those strongholds down. Because we can't, you, you, you can't see it because the lens that you're looking at things through is tinted. I used to get really angry with, and I think it's almost like God had to show me that I had a prejudice toward prejudice people, if that makes sense. I don't know how to say that, but anyway. I, moms and I, where we live, it's, it's more integrated now, but it was the whole, you know, you'd have like great, great Aunt Sue and she'd be like, 
well, honey, you know, you just married with your own kind. That kind of thing. I don't have a great answer. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Beautiful name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I should have said, like, Elmore. I have a different name. I should have so said sorry. Gertrude. Yeah, beautiful. Gertrude. Gertrude. There you go. But however, like, you know, being with that, like, family member who would be like, you know, you know, you know, your friends would jump marry up with anybody but your own kind. I'd get so mad at that kind of, like, butt thinking. And then I got to think, i go, but look at this. We were raised this way, you know. I was she didn't raise that. We're gonna be like she was almost, and then probably her parents were. You know, it was when you're raised that way. It's like God had to show me. It's like, and, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm human over that. It still irritates me sometimes. But I'm like, it really, when it comes down to this, the way we're raised, you know, like Julius was saying, it's like you know, when you're brought up in something, it's, it's you know, it's just you know, ingrained in your mind. And I go, I, I've talked to some folks, you know, in the neighborhood before, and. They would be like, you know, like, you know, like Caucasian or white or whatever, and they'd go like, yeah, you know, just black people, they're so helpful. It, it was really sweet stuff they'd say, but it's almost like, like an alien or somebody went away. I'm like, but they were raised with white people, white spouses, white friends, white school. I'm like, they just don't know anything but what they know, you know, and it's no meanness there. Some, sometimes it is, but I mean, it's, even if it is, they just don't know, you know, and I go, you know, learning that it's true, it, it takes God to, um, Show you stuff. Right. Yeah, I just, I'm just using a perfect example. I know, like when we heard about the mention about the shooting in the prison cell. And we first heard about it. The first thing, you know, comes, and of course, you, you, you've you been doing it so long, is that, okay, you started to beat up the parents. What kind of parents is this? Uh, and and I'm, my mind was straight there. My point is, how, how, how do you get the gun? But the thing, yeah. I loaded. But then I, and the whole spirit pulled me back and said, "Wait a minute, you don't know the whole situation, right. right? You don't know all the answers. Yeah. You don't know how the boy got the gun. There's so many. Okay, and even if you know, we know how he got the gun, but now you can't beat up on a mom because you don't know the whole situation. Yeah. So you know, we can easily condemn somebody from the outside. Yeah. Just looking at everything we heard." Oh, we can beat up on this, that, this, and that. What was wrong with them? How bad did? No, you got to pull back and say, okay, you know what? I don't know though. So, and mm-hmm. I'm taking, I'm going to take this. Okay, just start praying for them. Yeah. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, because I can easily, based on the limited information I have, yeah, make condemn calls. that person. You know, this and that. How dare they? They, you know, she, what kind of person is that? What kind of parent is that? <clears throat> and you don't know how her heart might be breaking because, yeah, you know. See, being a gun guy, that's what bothered me. I have lots of guns, and I have lots of kids in the house, and there's no no kids can get to my gun, no and and they never get to them, and uh, mm-hmm. that's what bothered me that the kid could get it. Yeah, but but the thing is, like when I took my know. thing was okay. Now we know how he got it, but the thing I was saying, we don't know how we don't know how we got it. When I heard before I heard that, I said, Well, we don't know how he, because it's so easy to get a gun off the street nowadays. Well, no, they said his mom bought it from well. I'm saying, I'm saying before I knew that, right? But I'm saying it's so easy to get you can get a gun off the street, but you can get he could have been a part of a gang and got it from one of his. But I got got kids in my house all the time, and I'm never never worried because the guns are secure, they can't get them. Well, yeah, to make, you know, you know what I'm it. saying. But that's just part of it. Anyway. So it, it, yeah. it didn't necessarily have to come from his parents. He could have he been, yeah. it don't take, he is a part of the game that's six now, young. And he could, somebody, he could have been a part of a game and got it from there. So what I was saying is that 
we got to pull it back and say, okay, wait a minute. That's not attack when you don't know. Oh, I wasn't thinking about the kid. I was thinking about how they got the gun. The, the, the kid's mindset for him to hate enough to want to kill somebody, that, that's got to be dealt with. But where did the gun come from to do it? And like the, the sheriff said, this never happened before. It's unprecedented. No one that young's ever done that before, gone into school six years old. Mm -hmm. It just speaks to, you know, where we are. Mm -hmm. The culture, yeah. yeah. That's all. And, you know, and, and what Eric was sharing is, mm -hmm. is, is so much wisdom in that. Because we are, you know, whatever, whatever sin that pricks us, right, it, there's a, this knee-jerk reaction that happens sometimes where we're just quick to condemn, you know, and, and to speak ill of. Now, oh, obvi now obviously, I was just shocked. This situation is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, wow, really? This is where we are right now? Right. right? It's, it's hard to believe it happened. But what Eric was saying, that's the response that we got to have. Because the temptation is to, you know, get highly emotional, jump to conclusions, and see, and this is what and this is what happens, right? Mm -hmm. With a situation like this, the whole gun control conversation coming again, yeah. right? And then all that's doing is, and and amongst believers, if you if you have if you were a certain color, you blue or red, you're gonna start to get get a little irritated. Like you trying to take away my guns, and I've heard I hear these conversations. But people who are on the other side of the political spectrum than a lot of people in here. And that's a, you know, and they like, and they point at them, them, it's them, them right wing conservative so and so. <laughs> it's their fault. They, they love their guns so blank, blank much. Mm -hmm. Right? But you have to, you have to look at, at history to understand why the Second Amendment's there. It's not there to go rabbit hunting or keep a gun in your head. <laughs> it's there in case the government becomes tyrannical and the, you have to rise up with militias and overthrow them. That's the whole reason they, they wanted to, because they saw that the potential to have a tyrannical government was possible. Yeah, It's not to go rabbit hunting. It's not to keep a gun in the house. It's a right that they that forefathers wanted the people to have right. in case the government became tyrants. And that makes sense. Well, that you makes guys sense. must have gotten here earlier because on my internet, the adopted boy murdered his adopted parents with, with a knife. Oh, yeah, that was in Chesapeake, so that's not about gun control. No. That happened, I guess, two <clears throat> And in the countries where there's no guns, the knife crimes are the big crimes. So this was an adopt 15-year-old that murdered his adopted mom and dad. But you see how, you know, so you're talking about, when you talk about legislation and culture and how to develop laws that, are applicable to a society, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. How us as believers, we have to remain sober-minded. Mm -hmm. And this is why he used that word, sober-minded, because you can get drunk, intoxicated mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. a, a, a certain Jeez. perspective, Power. right? Like power. Because again, my, my 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 folks on the blue side, they they are very passionate about certain things. Mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the gun control, pro-choice stuff. With the pronouns. The right, all that stuff, stuff. Right. And see, and folks on the red side, my folks on the red side are very passionate about abortion and 
and rights, their their freedoms and rights, yeah. right? But when Gene was saying what he's saying about the militias, I was thinking, you know, as a as a black man, would it been applicable for me and my people to rebel against the establishment in 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 that time because they were trying to enslave? Me and my family? According to that amendment, shouldn't I have the right to bust some caps? Yeah. Well, I think so. Yeah, right? Based on the first amendment? I'm all, I'm all for that. Right? I'm all for that. But see, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. All of us, we got to look in the mirror and say, okay, you, you on this side... Politically, you on that side. I'm not on any side. I'm on the word side. I ain't talking about you specifically, man. I'm talking about just you know all because I'm telling you, I'm telling you this, it, this, this, this. I see it clearly, the division and how the enemy has just just craftily done exactly what Kevin was talking about. So this yeah, whole, I'm talking about this six year old. Thank you, Ed. Uh, um, the six year old that went to school with a girl. I was question. my fault. I would say, I failed. I wouldn't lay it on the kid. I would be thinking, this is my fault. If you got a gun in my house and took it to school, it's on me. If you got it from me. It's not to say that she, you know, once again, I'm not going to. If you got it from It's not to say she doesn't feel that way. So That's how I would feel. I would know, feel like I, I failed. I mean, All right, go ahead, Kevin. Um, I think you had started this conversation with a question. And I think I shared my experience with, you know, a pastor friend, missions pastor friend about, you know, two topics don't discuss. But you asked for an answer and and I was led to Second Peter chapter one. Verse um, we probably don't have time for, but verse three through ten. The answer might be somewhere in there, you know, how to get, you know, just how to conduct yourself and of course it explicitly talks about divine power so it's not going to be a natural oh let's work this out it's got to be God in the mix and his divine power and that's where I was thinking um, the church needs to rise to the the point where we really believe prayer is our best weapon and activism, it, there's a place. I know that we need to be able to speak at some point about issues together. But <clears throat> until we really believe that communing with the Father first and asking for his intervention in the situation and changing the hearts, I, you're just going to keep hitting roadblocks. It's mm-hmm. going to, because it's so volatile, some of these issues. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Remember what I said day one? I win every argument. Why? Do you remember what I said? Mm-hmm. What I say? You say you don't argue with people. Because I don't argue. <laughs> because if I, because having a discussion is great, but when I won't stop or you won't stop, then one, then we're, somebody's trying to control the other one, and they're not going to stop until you do what I want, and that's called control. No. Yeah, you know, it's like enough on you know, no, and so, but and so, you're the person 
that if you show that you're willing to accept them where they are and where they're coming from, then they might you might actually be able to persuade them. So I'm on board with where I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about it's it's about respect. Mm-hmm. Why if if you don't treat people that way, then try to convince me that you respect them. Free will. Even Andrew mm-hmm. talks about that all the time. Free will. Do what you want to do. Here's my perspective. But if I go past that, then tell me that I'm not trying to control you. Because plenty of people have tried to control me and they won't let me have they won't let me have my voice. I mean, they're angry and you know, I'm not the one angry. They my beliefs make them crazy. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yeah. Now see, I knew this was gonna be spicy tonight. <laughs> it's Christian philosophy stuff. Boy, we have neighbors. <laughs> Two sets of neighbors, and we have dinner with them once a month. They are not saved yet. And we made it early on kind of a, a rule, unspoken, that we would not discuss politics. I don't know. The one couple, I have no clue where they stand. The other couple, I know exactly where they stand. We get their mail for them when they go away. But we made it a deal that we just would avoid those topics. And over the 20-some years that we've all lived together, we have a true love and appreciation and honor for each other as people. Because by not allowing those topics to come up, we've gotten to know to know them. Whereas those, if you discuss that and you get angry, you're not even going to develop the relationship to, to any depth. But she's helping me with my granddaughter's bridal shower. And today we saw her, we were both walking, and she said, oh, I've got these. And she just started. She's more helpful to me than most of my Christian friends. Okay, watch out. She's having to buy our granddaughter a tux for the wedding. Oh, stop. I'm stop kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, let me clean it up. It sounds, it sounds to me, there's a verse that says that we look at, we no longer no, look at people according it. to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Mm-hmm. And and that seems to be a, a part of it as well, is that we're willing to look at people and where their heart is at first right. and not just judge by their their actions and and circumstances and things like that. Because yeah. our neighbor's just deceived. We've all been deceived. Mm-hmm. So we lived a life, love them. Right. And, 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 be, I, and real talk, there's still areas that each We're of us deceived. are deceived. That's right. And oh, yes. Right? <laughs> yep. But it takes a level of humility to kind of step back and say, okay, you know, I, I, I see scripturally there's an area there that this person, you know, doesn't see what I see. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to look at down my nose at them because there are plenty of areas well, I'm missing it that I don't even know yet. Who right. Jesus sing with? Right. And what's exactly. neat is they're they're drawn to us, and when they go on vacation, they went on the cruise, and when she just came back, she said, "We met this couple, and they're just like you guys." <laughs> she knows who we are and what we represent, and right. they choose to fellowship with us and love right. us, and 
It's just neat. She'll always say, oh, we met a couple. And just I've, I've talked with her about abortion a lot of times, and she don't get upset yeah. at all. No, no. And see, but there's a the relationship there, right? Yeah, we made a relationship. And you see the love there. The love. The, 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 scripture says love never fails. Yeah. So with that avenue being there, there continue to more seeds to be sown. More seeds can be watered. There, mm -hmm. uh, there's a because of what you guys are doing with this couple. There's an opportunity for the Lord to use some others to water those seeds to continue to water, right? Mm -hmm. But if I was on, but if I was standing outside with my MAGA hat on and a big poster that said "Baby Killer," <laughs> get out of my neighborhood, <laughs> then. But it's it's game over. It's game over. They 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 are they are gonna they gonna oh say oh you a Christian? That's what you read. You that's Jesus that's, right you, there. You're, you're missing the whole point. That's Jesus right there. Yes. The whole point is if you have somebody saying I'm a brother, I love the Lord, I believe in the Bible, but murdering babies is okay. That's when no, you have to draw a line somewhere. Because some people don't consider that a baby. Right. So well, in which case they're not killing. It's 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 but it's see, and that's the here's the but here's the thing. I can I can still say that abortion is wrong and not chastise this person or belittle them. Right? Mm -hmm. I could still do that. I say mm -hmm. categorically, I, I'm looking at what the scriptures say. It's very clear. He who sheds innocent blood, God hates that. And that's what I that's my interpretation. Mm -hmm. But that don't mean I got to, you know. It doesn't mean we still can't fellowship over Jesus. Exactly. I can fellowship with, with a sinner that does that, but someone who declares this is the word of God. But that goes back to my point about I, racism. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. I could not be sitting here tonight if that was true. I couldn't. Right. I, I, I couldn't. I'm confused. No, yeah, you could. But see, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, because of what the... The, the, the lineage of racism in this country, mm -hmm. right? And the complicitness of the church. And, they are, and you see, there's a part of the body of Christ that is blind to that stuff. And they, you, you can't even, you know, you, you can't even see it. Have you, but, done, have you done any research on that? Yes. There was not a country in the world that didn't have slaves and it didn't matter what color they but were. But that don't make it right here. No, it doesn't. That don't make it right. But here. it was part of all the. And that doesn't make that doesn't make the, the slave trade, chattel slavery, in North America, right, especially amongst people who profess to be Christian. It's the same thing. But also, speaking of the white people, you have to also look at the ones that died. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's you can't only focus on the white Christians that didn't do anything. You have to take the whole well, there was, story, there was a which is yeah. the white Christians yeah. who suffered, and that is true. They that's did true. Not care. They're not gonna. That know, is true. But the, the question, the, so, the issue yeah. is, right? Just like when we were talking about this abortion issue, it wasn't enough of them standing up to keep, to keep it from beginning in the first place. And no difference with the. the Germans and the Nazis. Yeah. But who was it? Because um, I love the Fourth of July. The uh, was it uh, Benjamin Franklin? Who was the one that said they did not? If, if we uh, don't keep slavery for the South people, we're all going to be slaves of 
the um, English and what caused the beginning of the of the Revolutionary War. It was the soldiers killing innocent people. What was it in Boston or something that were just on the streets killed them, and they had no right to kill those people on the street. So they did what they had to do, and you know. Because that's true, and I watched that crazy show on PBS, Jamestown. I mean, you know what they did to the white guy? They put, for some, we call it my, you know, he stole something. Um, they poured liquid metal down his throat, mm. and he died. So I said, there you go. They treat the the British authorities could murder anybody. And so I said, there you go. They treated the poor white people as bad as they did the slaves, um, you know, in that situation. And when the French went so, through their revolution, they, they murdered a, all the aristocrats. Uh, uh, and right. it was a bloody, awful thing, you know, when they, when they did that. So I'll, I'll, sign, off. So I'll was, sign off on this yeah. because, you know, hearing, I can listen to that and hear you. But just understand what you just said could be triggering for a lot of people yeah. that will listen. So I right because because yeah. it sounds like that it's a belittling of what happened instead of no. just a profession of the wrongs that were done. But just that, like just yeah. like the whole and 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 we can go back and forth with that and the abortion issue. And this is why we talking about this right now. Christian philosophy. What is it? Why is it important? And we're going to get into, like, what, what is it going to really look like for the body to get into a level of cohesion where we can see what he sees instead of through our own cultural lenses? Well, and I'm going to end it on saying, what could we have done? If, you know, what, what could we have done back then to avoid, you know, to, to maybe stand their guns and say... We're not going to do anything until you agree no slavery. You know, is that what we should have done? You have to look at, at history, yeah. how, how much culture I'm played like, into history. Culture plays into history so strongly that, that people don't know they're doing anything wrong. It's part of the culture. They're born and raised with it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if you look at the culture, you can see why things went certain ways, okay. even though they were terrible. All right, so, so that is a valid question. What should we have done? Okay. Should we have stuck it out and say, we're not going to do anything? You know, maybe that's what we should have done. Right. We'll never know. We will we, we will never know. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll, I'll end with this. All right. Scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. So you you're gonna if you if you if you follow the money trail, you'll see you'll you'll get some answers. Oh, yeah. All right. And again, it, none of this should be even on uh, an issue for us as believers. But again, the culture has infiltrated the church, like Kevin has said, mm. to weaken the spiritual immune system. And it is vital that we work through all this stuff because we're at this place right now with our Congress and our decisions for the future and everything else. I mean, it's huge. I like your point about the 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 um, the money because it it often boils down to that. 
All right, Facebook family, social media family, spicy one tonight. <laughs> Hope you didn't tell you. Hope we see you next week. I think we should have that discussion Thank you. so that we can. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.